This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. This is Pastor Emery Moss, Jr., your friendly neighborhood apologist. Tune in to Bible Talk weeknights at 6 on Faith Talk 1500. You want to feel connected, at one with your world, informed, included, and inspired. So no matter where you are, have an accident on the when important things happen, you see this man, contact authorities we're here at all hours, in the moment, on every device in your life. Your local radio and TV broadcasters. We investigate and inform. Our political investigation saved taxpayers. Give back to the community. Our radio station is now accepting donations to help rebuild this community. Even save lives. It's time to just hunker down. It's too late now to leave. America's number one source for news, weather, and information. On your radio, TV, computer, tablet, and smartphone. We are broadcasters. Always here for you wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting radio to 52886. Furnished by NAB and the station, message and data rates may apply. Do you want to know how to communicate your Christian convictions persuasively and in ways that touch the heart and the mind? Hello, friends. This is Abdu Murray, founder of Embrace the Truth. Today, the Christian faith is facing some of its toughest challenges as secular ideas and other religions compete in the marketplace of ideas. We want to equip you to credibly share your faith in ways that touch the heart and the mind. So join me every Saturday morning at 1030 on Embrace the Truth with Abdu Murray here on Faith Talk 1500. We'll enrich your mind and touch your heart. Hi, this is Pastor Dan McGee from Grace and Truth Radio. And I'd like to personally invite you to join me each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. and again at 8 o'clock at night for verse-by-verse teaching right through God's Word. We'd love for you to join us right here on Faith Talk 1500. Solutions presents Chris Brown's True Stewardship. What if American households today got serious about stewardship? Not some old historic church word and not some fundraising campaign, but true biblical stewardship, managing God's blessings, God's way for God's glory. Welcome to Chris Brown's True Stewardship. Here's your host, Chris Brown. From the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is Chris Brown's True Stewardship, where we talk about life and money. We are reclaiming stewardship, managing God's blessings, God's way for God's glory. Much more about that at stewardship.com. Anything you hear about in this broadcast, you can find at Chris Recommends, again, at stewardship.com. Our phone lines are open, 866-357-3283. We have a call from Iowa. His name is Joe. How can I serve you today? Um, I had a question um, to ask. Um, I just uh, I went through uh, a divorce. Um, it was final in December. And on the, the divorce decree, um, my ex was supposed to uh, pay off um, some of the debt that we both 
head together. And instead of taking my name off the set, she decided to file for bankruptcy. So now I have all these creditors coming after me, and I'm on Social Security. And um, so from the time we separated the divorce and everything, um, my credit score went from like 700 down to 550, you know, because she didn't pay nothing for six months. And I didn't know she was filing for bankruptcy. And right. so, I, you know, basically two questions is, you know, how do I get my credit score back up? And two, you know, what should I go from here? You know, since she didn't do what she was supposed to do by, you know, decreed. Yeah, so this your, this arrangement you're saying is in writing? Yeah, it's in writing and it's signed by a judge that approved it. Okay. And how much debt are we talking about? I I couldn't really tell you how much debt we're talking about because we've been separated for two years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what she was paying for, what she wasn't paying for. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Joe. The debt, do you feel like that's debt that you should repay or do you think it's all her or? Well, I think it's all her because uh, the year we separated, um, we sold our house, it was worth a quarter of a million dollars. We also did our taxes, and she didn't give me a penny of either one. So I figured, you know, the money that she made off this house and the taxes and everything else, she should have paid everything off, and it didn't happen. I don't know what she did with the money or, you know, and when I do ask, you know, I don't get an answer. Yeah, well, Here's here's what I would do. First of all, I'd pull a credit report so you know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. like exactly how much. Uh, when I ask you how much debt and you said I'm not really sure, yeah. that's not a good place to be. Okay. So I would make sure you pull a credit report first and just make sure that you know that you know that you know exactly the status of why that 700 went down to a 550. Yeah. Um, then I would actually – I would um, – Anything that you're paying, if you are paying anything, stop for for until you figure out more information. Okay. And uh, I would call the creditors directly and let them know exactly what's happening and that you're in the middle of a big conversation, a big legal conversation about this. Okay. Now it's not gonna it's not gonna suffice. They're not gonna be happy with it, but at least you know that you were open and you're honest mm-hmm. and you're letting them know what's kind of going on. Okay. Um, from here on out, I think you wanna you wanna focus on what's the right thing to do. Uh, morally, mm-hmm. and you want to work on the legal side of it. I think the financial side and your whole entire credit score, it's already bombed. Yeah. So 700 to 550, and now if you go 550 to what, 500? It doesn't matter at this point. I would take that pressure off. Mm-hmm. That's already been a huge hit that you've already taken. Yeah. I would focus on what to do morally, what is the right thing to do, and on the legal side of it. And I think that'll take a little bit of pressure off you because right now what I hear in your voice is a little bit of financial. <gasps> My credit score has gone down. And, and first of all, in this show, we teach that you don't rely on a credit score, you know, that you want to rely on cash. Mm-hmm. And so we want to get – I want to get your perspective that way eventually anyway. Yeah. But um, that's where I would focus. And then during all of this, I just want to encourage you with, uh, with a scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 21. Have this – uh, beat your filter. Every time you talk to a creditor, every time you talk to a judge, every time you even talk to your ex-wife, here's your filter. Write this down in your refrigerator. Write it down on uh, the inside of your on your palm, or write it on the inside of your journal. And it says, "For we aim at what is honorable, not only in the Lord's sight, but also in the sight of man." If that's your filter on how you go through this, you can't lose because you're gonna you're gonna grow closer to God. 
and you're going to honor other people. And then their decision on how they react is up to them. Yeah. But at least you know that you leveraged this unfortunate circumstance to grow closer to God. If that's your filter, you can't lose. I know, you know, in my heart, I am much closer to God than I ever been in my entire life, you know. And when I mentioned something to her about, hey, you know, I think you didn't follow what the judge said you're supposed to do, then she kind of slaps it, you know, in my face. Well, you know, you would do that to me and the kids. And that makes me feel bad that if I get legal issue, you know, about this, that she's going to use my kids against me. And she does it all the time. And it hurts. I can't tell you, uh, Joe, mm-hmm. how, how to how to feel and how to process pain, and and the hurt is real. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell you not to hurt, but what I am going to tell okay. you is, if you put things into perspective and kind of pull up on what really is important in this life, and you take the pressure off of that credit score, and you you, you take the the pressure off of this decree, and just ask yourself. What do I need to do to be in right standings with God? Yeah. I, I think I really do think it doesn't make everything better, but it definitely relieves a lot of pressure off your shoulders. And you're like, no, the, the creator of the universe is looking down on me and smiling ear to ear. Now, that's not based on your emotion and how you feel just because I think God loves me. No, based on what the scriptures say, am I handling this situation God's way and for his glory? And if you're doing that, it'll relieve a lot of that pressure for you, Joe. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Joe, for the call. And, uh, I mean, I pray you get this all worked out. All right. Thank you. Bless you. All right. Bye-bye. That's a tough situation. It really is. Tough, tough situation. And um, mm, I couldn't imagine being in that spot and uh, definitely praying for Joe. Um, he got an email this week, too, that was kind of in that vein, and it was, it was definitely tough to respond to. And, and just as a reminder, you guys can email in at chrisonair at stewardship.com. I got one here from Uganda, folks. That's right. I said Uganda. This is from Arthur. I don't know how to say the last name. K-A-L-I-I-S-A. Arthur Kalisa from Kampala, Uganda, East Africa. How cool is that? He says, I listen to your podcast occasionally. I am Ugandan. I must say I've really been blessed by all the advice, including the scripture you provide to most of the listeners. And yes, your advice is relevant for me in Uganda. I just wanted to say be encouraged and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Kind regards, Arthur. And folks, I wanted to read that because that is the power of the Word of God. I is transcending among all these different cultures. We're getting stuff from Vancouver. We're getting stuff from Dominican Republic. We're getting stuff from uh, Costa Rica. We're getting stuff from East Africa. How cool is that? I love his tagline, his signature line. It says, my goal is to live a life of honor, gratitude, and faith with humility of heart, accountable for my actions. (laughs) How cool is that? Arthur, if you are listening, that is the coolest email I've received in a very long time. Remember folks, the phone lines are open 866-357-3283. From Colorado Springs, we've got Pam calling in. Pam, how can I serve you? Well, you know, I, I'm considering uh, starting a business, and it's going to be a home care business. So I will need to purchase or lease uh, a residence, uh, maybe two or three-bedroom residence. And my dilemma is I don't know whether to lease this new place or purchase. 
I'm not, I don't really have enough cash for a down payment on a new home. Now, I currently own a home. I could possibly go into the equity there and, and place on a new home. But I was just curious and wanted to get your opinion of should I jump in trying to purchase this place, uh, which I'll use for business, or should I lease it in the beginning? Are you passionate about home care or are you passionate about owning a home care business? More so the ministry of home care. I want to do senior care. Okay. Um, I would spend some serious time on analyzing where you really are fulfilled because a lot of times when you become a business owner, you're actually hands-on ministry decreases significantly. There's just way too much stuff to do. And you're actually, you possibly could take yourself out of what's most fulfilling. So just something to assess. Um, the, the, the quick, uh, question or answer for your question is, um, yeah, I definitely would lease first. I would wait till the business is proven before you take on any significant risk. Um, with it being a home care business, it does make it a little tricky because you've got to outfit it. Um, and you've got to make sure that it's, um, you know, it's permissible, uh, with, uh, whoever the owner is of the facility. Right. And it's kind of tricky too, cause you can't necessarily do it out of your primary residence or you might not want to, unless it's multiple levels. Um, so, I mean, there's some things to consider, but I definitely would rent first. I would do that for any business, any industry. I'd ask you to, to, to not, um, take on any risk or any debt until the business is proven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just the housing market is is such that I didn't want to maybe purchase a year or two down the line and and miss out on ten or fifteen thousand yeah. um, dollars, meaning having to put more money into a place in about a year or two as I would right now. Yeah. So I just didn't know, you know, what's what to do. Yeah, and, and 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 you know, Pam. Also, these things go in cycles with the appreciation and depreciation of homes and inflation and all that kind of stuff. So. It very well could be. I mean, it's hard for us to project, but it could be three or four years, and it could be less money uh, to buy a home. So it's, all, you know, just all projection. Um, right. But the, the whole right. idea of patience that I'm talking to you about really stems from uh, Proverbs fourteen twenty nine, And it says, whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is hasty displays folly. So I wouldn't want you to, you know, you've got this thing brewing inside of you about this you know, you want to start this home care business, but if you move too fast, move too quickly, you find yourself with a bunch of risk and a lot of new debt. Um, I just don't like the risk of that, uh, the hastiness of that. I'd like to be patient and uh, rent first and just make sure the business is proven before you start, you know, um, taking on any risk. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds good. That sounds good. I, I, I think I agree with you there. And so I will, um, Try to, like you said, you have to get the landlord to buy into what you're doing. And that's another reason why I felt like owning it might be the best thing. But I will have to just um, put my feelers out there and see who's willing to do something like that. Yeah. And then just one more thought as we close the call. I just, you know, um, you know, the resale value, let's say that, um, you know, you outfit the home for home care. Uh, the resale value on all those improvements and all those modifications to the home, um, you're going to have to find a very unique buyer for that, which is going to be difficult. So just some things to consider as you're processing all this, but definitely rent before um, before you do anything like that. Okay? 
Sounds good. I appreciate your, your feedback. Thank you, Pam. And these are all things that we know. We really do. We're just busy. We're living life very, very busy. You're busy. I know there are so many demands on us, whether we're leading a church, a company, or a household. That's why it's important to have someone you can trust to help you with things like insurance, investing, real estate, and taxes. The Endorsed Local Provider Program is made up of professionals in your area who are experts in those fields and always put your needs first. Let our ELPs help you take care of the details so you can focus on things that matter. Find your ELP today at stewardship.com. That's stewardship.com and click ELP. Thank you for being with us today on Chris Brown's True Stewardship. If you have a question for Chris, email him at chrisonair at stewardship.com. That's chrisonair at stewardship.com. Or call him at 866-357-3283. That's 866-357-3283. And now we continue with Chris Brown's True Stewardship. Here's Chris. This next call comes in from Katie from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Katie, how you doing? I'm good, thanks, Chris. How are you? Oh, I am. I'm doing superbly. How can I serve you? Well, I was just wondering, um, when is a good time to leave your job and to go where you think you'd be serving God the way I'm supposed to. Mm. What is your current job? What are you doing? I have three jobs. I'm an RN. I have one full-time job, and that is at a nursing home doing more of the business side of nursing. Okay. And then I also have another job doing the same thing, but that's very part-time. And then another job, it, I used to do it more frequently last year, mm-hmm. but now I, it's it's actually a teaching job. Okay. Teaching and nursing, which is kind of where my passion lies. You stay pretty busy. I do. <laughs> what's the reason for th- What's the reason for so many jobs? Because you uh, are just a production junkie, or because you need to? Because of some kind of financial reason? Well, we're kind of financial peace dropouts. My <laughs> husband and I. Okay. And my husband took off last year to go do some schooling. In another state, so I'm the primary breadwinner right now. Okay. Until he's done in December. Okay. Katie, what do you want to do? I would like to work part-time, ideally, and have enough time to spend with my family, and then do this other thing part-time. What do you want to do where it's not called a job? Teaching. Teaching. Okay. We gotta, yeah. you got to funnel all of your efforts towards that goal. Okay, so whatever funnels that towards that goal. Now it sounds like where you're in a spot right now where you can't quit anything. You're, you guys have put yourself in a spot. You made a decision for him to go out of state, and so right now, temporarily, you've, you've got to do what you got to do. But I think from here on out, your goals all need to be pointed towards how do we get to Katie teaching? Right. Um, and I would ask yourself a couple questions. Do I really have a passion for that? Which sounds like you do. Do you have a confirmed uh, and affirmed talent in that area? Uh, is it just a gut that you're talented, or do people really call that talent out in you? So I'd take care. I'd make sure you know that. Then you've got to assess your current financial position. Am I in a financial position? Do I have some savings where it makes sense for me to make a job transition? So if you're not in that spot, then I would make sure that you save three to six months if you're the primary breadwinner and make sure that you can actually make that move because it might not be smooth. There might be a one-month break, a two-month break in between. 
And so for me, I would just read up on the subject, whatever you're going to be teaching, make sure you become an expert at it right now before you transition. I would listen to as many podcasts as possible so you know everything about that industry. So when you go into that first interview, you are armed and ready. I mean, you are definitely going to get that job because you are going to be flat out impressive. I'd also be practicing, practicing teaching anytime you can. Maybe it's at church or maybe doing some mini lessons for the family. Whatever it is, do it on the side now. Yeah, I actually have picked up a couple extra teaching jobs now where I currently work. Oh, good, good. And so I wouldn't even have to do any early interviewing. Good. Or anything like that. It's just, it's kind of scary to go from full-time and having benefits and a good income than just to go to part-time. Yeah, well, I I totally get that. I understand. There's uh, pros and cons to... Um, to work in full time, there's uh, some flexibility and some freedom into working part time. But then there's some uh, some security and options with a good financial position of a big shovel and a high income. So you just got to weigh which right. one's more important to you. I think at that point, and um, the the bottom line, the the financial principle I want you to learn from this conversation is if you're in a good financial position, it allows you options. If you're not, you have no options. So as fast as you can get in a good financial position, you use the word scary. It'll stop being scary, and then you have options, and either one is completely fine. So I want to encourage you, though, you know, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1031, wherever you're at, okay, throughout the entire change, whenever you change jobs, whether you're passionate or not, the Bible is very clear. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. If you're not enjoying your J-O-B, if you're not enjoying your supervisor, it matters as far as if you continue to do it, but when you're there, it's all for the glory of God. Remember, folks, the phone lines are open, 866-357-3283. Or you can email us at chrisonair at stewardship.com. Our next call comes in from Kyle. He's calling in from Texas. Kyle, how are you? Hey, Chris. I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I am blessed. How can I serve you? Well, I had a question. I'm currently, um, I'm wanting to start the baby steps. But I've got um, about $30,000 in credit card debt, and about 15000 of that is 0% interest. Uh, and I'm looking at possibly different options to try to get rid of that so I can start the steps and move forward. Um, some of the things I'm looking at right now, I've got about three hundred k in a 401k and looking at possibly transferring back and forth between 0% credit cards or possibly taking a withdrawal out of my 401k or even a loan. Um, but the way my expenses and income look each month right now, it's about almost a break-even point. So um, I'm just kind of wondering what my options would be to get rid of that debt, what the best way to go about doing that would be. Uh-huh. Uh, what is your income? About 120k. And you, and you owe how much total? 30,000. Okay. All right. So, and, and my wife actually is about to start working. So um, we're about break even with my income and with her, she'll probably be bringing in about 12 a year, maybe 10 a year. That's what we were going to try to utilize. Okay. Off the debt. So how do you get rid of this debt? That's pretty much the gist of your question, right? Yes. All right. Well, throw all those ideas of cashing out stuff. That's all gone. That, that is just Those are horrible ideas. Okay, here's the real idea. I was just reading Proverbs chapter 6 um, again yesterday 
uh, yesterday morning, and this is absolutely perfect for you to print this out, print uh, Proverbs chapter 6, 1 through 11, print it out and put it on your bathroom mirror, put it on the refrigerator, and uh, let me read it to you, and then you tell me what you should do, okay? And keep in mind, right. you make $120,000 a year, about to make $132,000 a year, and you only owe thirty. So here it goes. It's actually, in my Bible, the subsection says lessons for daily life. It says, my child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself, for you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride, go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off, do it now. Don't rest until you do. Here, I love this. This is, this is the key verse. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. So, do you need to cash something out, or do you just need to continue with your hard work? I need to quit being lazy and get to work is what I need to do. <laughs> well, the cool thing is, listen, Kyle, you already are working. You've got a great income. You're making $120,000 a year. You only owe thirty. I'm telling you, if you can take care of your outgo, your expenses are too high. They're way too high. Cut that budget down to just beans and rice. Have top ramen noodles every night. Live on, don't be in a restaurant. Get rid of any kind of car payments. Whatever it is you've got to do, but you've got to limit down your expenses. You're fine. You've got a huge income. You can tackle this thing within the year, but do not cash anything out. You've got this. You've got a huge income, and uh, people are listening right now going, oh, my goodness, Kyle's got it easy. He's got a big, hefty income. You don't even have a problem. You're going to get out of this in 9 to 12 months, and you're going to be just fine. All right? All right. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that is cool. You know, that is so cool. I mean, sometimes we just need a little tough love. We just need somebody to tell us what we already knew. And I've got a feeling that Kyle already knew that. Well, that is a great way to wrap up our show. For today. As always, it has been a pleasure serving you. No need to send in any money, but I do encourage you to check out stewardship.com. That is the place to be. Of course, be telling your friends and family about this show. And those of you listening on iTunes, leave us a kind review right there on iTunes. Until next time, let's stay connected at Chris Brown on air on all social media platforms. And let's continue to manage his blessings, his way, and for his glory. and want to keep up with your favorite programs? Check us out on the web, faithtalk1500.com. You want to feel connected, at one with your world. Informed, included, 
and inspired. So no matter where you are, we have an accident on the expressway. when important things happen, you see this man, contact authorities immediately. We're here at all hours, in the moment, on every device in your life. Your local radio and TV broadcasters. We investigate and inform. Our political investigation saved taxpayers. Give back to the community. Our radio station is now accepting donations to help rebuild this community. Even save lives. It's time to just hunker down. It's too late now to leave. America's number one source for news, weather, and information. On your radio, TV, computer, tablet, and smartphone. We are broadcasters. Always here for you, wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting RADIO to 52886. Furnished by NAB and the station, message and data rates may apply. You might think it would be easy to spot a child that's having vision problems. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Whoa. Eye doctors know that one in four children has a vision problem, but the symptoms might not be so obvious. Considering that 80% of all childhood learning happens through the eyes, it is clear that good eyesight and good grades go hand in hand. For more information on young vision problems, go to checkyearly.com. That's checkyearly.com. A public service message from the Vision Council of America. And reading is fundamental. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept.